0: Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Chris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys. Meet time. Excited to have you here. Before we get into it, though, let's get into our word. OK, so the, the Scripture of the Week this week, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. OK, because all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Now, guys, I spent a lot of time unpacking that scripture from a spiritual kickoff, so go back and check it out. Particularly around those four points, okay? Teaching, reproof, correction, training. We need to understand how to use scripture, what the purpose of it is to actually equip us to do what God's called us to do. Now I know you guys got questions. I got questions. How do I do this? Well, we brought in the expert today. So Dr. Andrew Farley. Best selling author. He has 10, he had nine books until he wrote this one. He has 10 books out here, fellas. I'm telling you, this one is called 100 Bible questions and the surprising answers you may not hear in church. He has done some phenomenal work. You guys probably have heard of him before. I mean, he has a brand new podcast called the heartbeat of faith. He mentioned they have like over 5 million downloads or something crazy like that. Uh, they partnered with pray.com. You guys remember we worked with Ryan Beck from pray.com. So lots of really cool stuff going on here. He's a president of the Grace Message. He has a live w- call-in radio show every night on Sirius XM radio, guys. And, and again, lead pastor of a church, podcaster, guy. What, what a busy guy. And he's had several awards out there. He and his wife, and they have uh, his wife. Her, her name is Catherine. They have a son named Gavin. They live in Texas. He's a snowboarder. Lots of fun stuff. So I tell you, this was just a fun one here. Uh, I mean, I interview people all the time at the Lion with Dennis, and you guys, you know, thank you so much. And, and ladies out there who listen to the lion, but I tell you for so, so far as it's, 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 just sitting down with someone who absolutely, he had no notes. He was just everything he talks about. It was just, you could tell this man loves the Lord. He knows his scripture. He knows his Bible. And he's here to help us grow. So I enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully you do too. So sit back and have some fun with this one. With Dr. Andrew Farley. All right. Well, Andrew, welcome to The Lion Within Us. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm
0: excited to have you here. Look, looking forward to it. Really enjoyed your book and looking forward to you know, going through that. But before we get into the, the, the meat of it, tell us something fun about you. Not, maybe not many people know.
1: Yeah, well, I love snowboarding and we're getting ready to go into snowboarding season. So I've been doing it since I was 15 years old, uh, about 36 years. And when I first did it, uh, we weren't even allowed on the mountain, so you had to do it on back hills and on farm.
0: That is awesome. So the the guy who I work a lot with here on the lion, it does a lot of our editing. He's a big snowboarder too. So what what is the season? So we're getting we're in December. So what what's that good window? Does it is till March yeah. or April or Ma- March April? Time yeah, three?
1: yeah. You can okay. go till April in uh, places like Colorado and Utah. So it's it's amazing.
0: That's awesome. Now you're out of Texas though. So where do you have to go to, where do you go for snowboarding?
1: Yeah. So New Mexico is great. Uh, it's kind of a hidden gem. A lot of people don't know about, uh, New Mexico for skiing and snowboarding, but you got, uh, Santa Fe and house and angel fire and, uh, no line, no waiting.
0: Nice, nice. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's incredible. So, I'd love for our listeners just to know a little bit more about you as well. But, do you mind sharing a little bit about your personal story, your testimony? That's always just good to get them to let them know who you are.
1: Yeah. So, I uh, I grew up in Virginia. I became a believer at a very young age. Uh, I grew up on a horse farm in Virginia. My parents uh, were believers, and uh, my mom's still alive. She's a believer. And so, I grew up in a Christian home and, uh, Then, um, really, I got saved at about eight years old. I received Christ and um, began my relationship with God in that way. And about uh, 10 years later, I kind of found myself in a crash and burn experience where I was doing everything the Christian world said to do. I was reading my Bible every day. I was uh, going to church every time the doors were open. I was, uh, you know, just... uh, Sharing my faith with everybody that I met, whether they wanted to hear it or not, and I right. was trying trying to impress God. I think I was really trying to mm. get God to like me, and uh, you know, just get Him on my good side. And so it really ended up in a crash and burn experience where I was uh, begging God for answers and saying, "God, I I don't know. I'm I'm doing everything they said to do, uh, but I don't feel closer to You, and I don't feel." like I'm growing spiritually. So where did I go wrong? And uh, that was my beginning of my journey to understand God's grace a whole lot better. And that's what this book I wrote. That's what it's really all about. It's about God's grace.
0: hundred percent. And I am curious because I'm from Virginia as well. Where are you in Virginia? Where are you from?
1: I grew up in Warrington, Virginia, near near Manassas, uh, Gainesville, that that sort of area.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And a horse farm as well, because we have a little horse farm here in North Carolina. So we have a lot of red threads there, Andrew. This is a pretty, pretty fun.
1: What part of Virginia did you grow up in?
0: The central southern part. So it was a little town called Clarksville, but it was close to Danville. Most people know where that's or Martinsville on that southern part of the state. But uh, yeah, you were in a beautiful part of the state where you were for sure.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a great place to grow up.
0: Love it. Love it. So you know, you're trying to impress God. You're you you're crashing and burning. So, I mean, did that lead you to you know seminary? Did, did, when did you ch- decide to, to to you know pursue yeah. that path?
1: Yeah, it wasn't until later. I I really went the opposite way of just saying, God, I'm scared. I'm scared of me. I'm scared of me and uh, the religious world. And you know, I've been in uh, witnessing in halfway houses, jails, prisons. I was on the streets of Greece and Italy. I was uh, militant. I was all over the place trying to get God to like me. And so I took a few years where I said, God, I'm busy, but I'm miserable, and I need you to teach me afresh. I need you to teach me all over again what it means to be loved and what it means to be righteous and forgiven and under your grace, because I'm dying here. This is not any fun, and I can't figure out uh, what I did wrong." So. Anyway, it was like 10 years of relearning, uh, reprogramming, replacing old thoughts with new thoughts, and uh, I figured out pretty quickly that basically I had taken God's grace for salvation, but not for daily living, and Mm -hmm. uh, so I was beating myself up and living under a standard that I could never meet, and so I really had to draw a line in the sand and say, God, uh, you need to prove yourself to me. I need to see your love and see your grace and see the meaning of the gospel in a deeper way because I'm not getting.
0: Yeah, hundred well, percent. I'm curious. It sounds like, you know, you had a lot of questions and you also got a lot of answers from it. And that kind of led us to, to this book because, you know, 101 Bible questions. And, and I like the surprising answer part. And what, what led you down to, to want to write a book like this? Cause I mean, there's so many questions that are out there, but, uh, just, just, just curious why, why this path?
1: Yeah. So I've written 10 books. This is number 10 for me. And, uh, back in 2009, I wrote a book with Zondervan called the naked gospel. And that, that book was really, uh, my starting point with, uh, authoring and pastoring and teaching, uh, people started to look up our church and find us, you know, I, I took my first uh, pastoral position there were 35 people in the church uh, and I moved across the country for a church of 35 and my wife uh, said let's go for it and you know we both wondered uh, if the church was going to fold up or or make right. it and you know now I guess uh, three or four weeks ago we had 65,000 people watching our our church service so God does miracles uh and amazing things but it was really like jumping off a cliff. I quit my job at Notre Dame. I was a professor there. Uh, but what I'd been learning uh, about God's grace was so powerful and so life transforming for me. I knew I wanted to help people. And uh, so I quit my job at Notre Dame, took this pastorate in West Texas, a uh, little country church back in uh, 2005 was that year. And uh, Slowly, you know, I, I learned what it meant to to teach the word and encourage people and clear some things up. And I discovered there were a whole lot of people like me—people that were sincere and eager—and they were saved, but they were confused uh, yeah. about what God was thinking of them. They had heard everything from, "Well, you got to ask for forgiveness for your sins every day," and little by little, get back to a clean slate with God. Make sure you're keeping short accounts and watch out, don't don't you fall out of God's will. Now, if you fall out of God's will, you're going to have to search for it and find it again. And you know, you're forgiven, but come on, you're going to have to answer for everything at the final judgment and, you know, stuff like that, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if God says he remembers your sins no more, then he doesn't remember them now or ever he's taken them away. So I started to teach people with clarity and no, uh, no uh, contradictions, and I think that's what uh, people gravitate toward and get encouraged by.
0: Mm. So did most of these questions. So I am curious: how would you come up with 101? You know, what what led you to that number? But you know, did these questions come primarily from your congregation and the people that you're serving and, and leading?
1: Yeah, they came from our church, but also uh, I do a radio program on Sirius XM. Uh, every night, six days a week, uh, and it's live, and there's no script, there's no rehearsal, there's no preparation. Uh, It is a live call-in program every night on SiriusXM across the country, so all 50 states and Canada will call in and ask whatever they want, and I've been doing that for uh, almost 15 years, and so I have a great collection of questions that people ask, and there's certainly a trend there. There's some yeah. co- common and popular questions. So that's what inspired this book.
0: Now, that's curious. So, I mean, do, do you have any prep work with that, or is it it's really a hot seat type of environment where you're just firing away?
1: Yeah, it's a hot seat environment every single night. Uh, anybody can ask anything, and it's a 30-minute program. Uh, it's on 8 o'clock Eastern on Sirius XM channel 131. And that's family talk uh, station, and so yeah, I've been doing that for a decade and a half, and I love it. It's my favorite thing.
0: What's the? I'm just curious. What's maybe? What's the most surprising question you've been asked? What's what's? Well, surprising? I get asked
1: questions all the time. People try to talk about politics. I don't. I don't do politics. But the surprising right. questions are. Uh, let's see. I can think of three. One. I you know once a year I'll get questions about aliens. I'll get mm-hmm. questions about a flat earth. Is the earth flat? Uh, we had that yesterday, I think. And so that one was an interesting one. And then, uh, you know, I've had, uh, well, I've had questions about really personal stuff. I mean, people are, are suicidal. They'll call up and they're on the brink of uh, taking their own life. So a lot happens right. on that program.
0: Man, I bet it does. All right. So guys tune into that on SiriusXM for sure. You know, check that out. So you broke this down. I thought it was beautiful. How you it in, broke it down by these different topics and you made it to where we could have conversations about it where it kind of, you prompted a lot of questions that, that almost read this when I read through it, like each one of these questions could, could be a, a little devotion or a small group conversation. I'm not sure if that's the way you designed it, but it, it, did you have that in mind when you're putting a structure together?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So if you've got two minutes and that's all you've got and you just want a quick answer, well that's available at the top of the page uh and then if you want to dig a little deeper maybe you got uh, 7 or 8 minutes Do you want to really dive in and see what scripture says well you've got a dive deeper section and then if you want to have a group discussion and um you know have a small group and 12 of you sitting around in the living room talking through things then there's a section called uh, let's make it a conversation uh-huh. and so that makes it really easy to use the book in a few ways, a, a quick reference or read it daily as a chapter a day kind of thing or use it in a small group.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I, I love the flow, love the structure. What led you to to, to creating these different categories? Because the categories are definitely, you know, you can drop the plow. You can go really deep in each one of these. Did you? Did you was that some of the trends that you were seeing from the, the questions you've been answering?
1: Yeah, I think uh, what I'm doing in the book is I'm starting with the most basic stuff. I mean, first mm-hmm. of all, what is salvation? What does it look like? How are you saved? Um, you know, is the whole world saved? As some people are teaching that, uh, you know, so clearing up some misconceptions, talking about things like baptism. Are you saved by being in water? Is that what saves you or is it just faith that saves you? And what about repentance and what does repentance look like? So some of the basics of salvation, and then uh, are you secure? Um, You know, Mm. once you have your salvation, can you lose it? Uh, So it starts with the most uh, basic topics of Christianity. And then by the time you get to the end of the book, you've talked about everything, everything from the Holy Spirit to spiritual gifts to women in church and marriage and divorce and homosexuality and everything that uh, nobody wants to talk about at the Thanksgiving dinner table uh, because it's those taboo topics, you know, those taboo subjects. So uh, the book starts with the basics, and then you graduate to everything under the sun that people are debating.
0: 100%. I I can testify to you guys after reading it. It definitely ramps up as you go. So, hey, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you're a man who's looking for greater spiritual guidance into how to become a better leader, finding resources that you can trust and then implement can be daunting. For me personally, I thought it was a lost cause, and I decided to take the action knowing that I wasn't alone. It was because of this wide gap that we created our line within this community, and the areas that we were helping Christian men grow are incredible. For instance, we built ways for guys to lean in and grow through fun events like our daily spiritual kickoff, where you get that much-needed boost directly from God's Word, our Bible studies that always focus on how to discern and apply what we learn, and even our amazing form where you can speak your mind without fear of getting shut down or judged by the extreme rules of modern-day social media. On top of all that, we know that many men want help overcoming issues and becoming stronger in many different areas. That's why we created several mastermind groups where their iron truly sharpens iron. Our community is about having a growth mindset, accountability, intentionality, and transparency. In other words, just leave fake you at home and come to community just as you are. I fully believe what we've built. I see the impact it's making on men right now, and I would love to have you check it out. So start your very own 30-day free trial today to see how we can help you be a better leader. So if you're ready to take that first step, head over to thelionwithin.us and get started. If your journey begins here. Visit thelionwithin.us and I'll see you inside with Den. So Andrew, I am curious, you know, I mentioned earlier, 101, what came, why that number?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I think it was just uh, a tribute to the 101 Dalmatians movie. No, I'm getting <laughs> But uh, it's just a good, nu- good number, you know, uh, good number. Why not? Uh, a lot of books out there, whether it's 101 recipes or 101 this or that, right. but it seemed to fit. I mean, I've done other books and I've seen other books where they have 50 topics or 60, but uh, there was enough after 15 years of radio and people asking questions, people that were hurting deeply, asking these questions about how to find healing and help. Uh, in the gospel that 101, 101 just seemed to be the right number.
0: I love it. I love it. Now this, now we definitely focus on leadership here. So maybe thinking about the, the leadership type questions, particularly for men, what are some of those questions that you get most, most uh, often that you, maybe you want to share some insight on or some encouragement to the listeners out there who maybe think that they're not equipped to lead. They can never lead their family. They can't be leaders in their community. Just from a scriptural standpoint, what, what would you, you know, have, Anything come to mind that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, well, the greatest leader of all time is Jesus, and He now lives in you. Uh, So if you've received Him, then He's equipped you with Himself. And the Holy Spirit, we're led by the Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit is our leader. So we've got the best mentor, the best leader uh, in the universe residing inside of us now. And the Scripture says that uh, He's made us righteous and holy and blameless. And he's equipped us and he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, not just for godliness, but for life, everything we need for life. So uh, it tells us that we're complete in him. So I would just encourage anybody that's following your podcast, if they are starting to get that feeling of, you know, I'm not qualified or I can't do it or, you know, I'm not the right person for this or whatever uh obviously uh you know we want to follow the counsel and leading of the spirit and if god has you where you are it's for a reason and you just need mm-hmm. to remember that he's equipped you and he's qualified you and he lives in you and that's uh, because he wants to express his life through you and we call that bearing the fruit of the spirit uh but he gave his life for you on the cross then he gave his life to you through the Holy Spirit. And now he wants to live his life through you every single day. And uh, so I, that's my first uh, piece of uh, counsel to anybody that's feeling unqualified. Remember, he has qualified you.
0: Amen to that. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, you know, you talk about a lot of topics, you know, particularly, you know, from the, from a world standpoint around, you know, sexuality and women and things like that. So, what are the ones that you from a, from you know doing your research and doing right, putting this together? What are the ones that were the most controversial? Have you gotten the most kickback on? I'm just curious. You know, you, you put out a lot of content, a lot of material. Just uh, interested in what type of feedback you're getting on those types of topics.
1: Yeah. So concerning those, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's obviously a big question about can women be leaders in church? Mm, are are right. they allowed to uh, participate in a church service or? Are they supposed to remain quiet? And there's two different Bible passages that talk about women being quiet uh, in church, and one of those is in Corinthians, and the other one is in First Timothy. So when you dive into that chapter that I have in my book, you start to see there's a background, there's a context to why Paul said what he said. Uh, wow. You know, for example, in First Timothy, Paul's not just randomly saying women— uh, please be quiet. He's got some women in the church that are really riling things up, and they're teaching error, and they're uh, they're basically teaching the doctrines of a cult uh, from 2,000 years ago, the cult of the goddess Diana. They're teaching that, uh, you know, Eve was created first, and Adam was created second, mm-hmm. and that uh, Eve was smarter than Adam, and that only Adam fell, and Eve was not tricked by the serpent, and then they're teaching that the women should not bother getting married or having a family. Uh, so Paul writes them, and this is why he says, no, you can be you can be fruitful in childbirth, uh, because he's trying to correct the wrong teaching they received. He says you could be fruitful in childbirth, and you don't have to obey that false teaching that says avoid a family. And then secondly, he says Adam was created first, and Eve was created second. Um, And uh, he says Eve was deceived, not just Adam. So he's clearing up everything in that chapter. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's telling them to be quiet. He's not telling every woman everywhere for all of history uh, to be quiet when they enter a church building. We got to remember, this is the same Paul uh, that wrote 1 Corinthians where he told women about the head coverings. He said, when you women are prophesying in church... Make sure that you have your head covered. So he didn't tell them, be quiet, shut up, stop talking. He told them, just make sure you got the right hairdo uh, because we want to be respectful in that culture. So it, Paul doesn't contradict himself. Women are allowed to speak and lead, but there were certainly some problems in the early church that Paul was correcting.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, thank you for going through that. And I and I'm curious too. I was thinking as you were were, were going through that where we I've had a couple of guys recently and maybe you're getting some of these types of questions, but they were asking about, you know, leading in the workplace now, uh the world we live in, lots of you know, with lots of different agendas. We don't want to make this political either. So let's just let's just keep it as to the Bible as we can. But yeah. some of the questions that guys keep coming back to me was was all right, Chris, how can I, you know Take be a leader in, in my workplace when you've got all these different agendas being pushed down that I don't subscribe to, I don't align with, it doesn't align to my values or the values that, more importantly, that are in Scripture. What do I do? So for guys in those situations, you know, what, what's counsel or wisdom would you like to share there?
1: Yeah, so uh, first of all, I would say that we're light and we're salt wherever we are. I mean, because mm-hmm. of our new nature, you've got a new heart uh you've got a new spirit you've got god's spirit living in you so uh just remembering who you are as a mm-hmm. child of god you're you're light in the midst of darkness and so what's your goal i mean your goal is not uh for everybody to have the same opinions as you your goal is not for everybody to have the same political conviction as you uh so definitely we're in this world we're told they're going to hate us. I mean, Jesus said the world will hate you uh, because of what you believe. So I think the the only encouraging and healthy goal in that situation is, you know what? I'm going to display Jesus no matter what. And the fruit of the Spirit is what it's about. The hmm. fruit of the Spirit is not getting everybody to agree with me. The fruit of the Spirit is not uh, arguing about politics. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. So if I'm displaying that in my workplace, then I'm already fulfilling the mission uh, that God has me on. Uh, so I could fulfill that in a conservative environment or a liberal environment or any environment that my job is to possess the life of Christ. And display the life of Christ wherever I am.
0: One hundred percent. I love that, how you went there, uh, and I'm also kind of just dovetailing on that a little bit. So, a lot of these guys that I that I work with, they they're going to church, right? They're 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 pretty involved and they're active in their faith. Why aren't they getting this this type of these types of questions that you address in this wonderful book? These are not answered very often on church settings on Sunday. Don't? Uh, why
1: yeah they're not uh because uh, we've built a mega church culture and everybody wants their church to be bigger and attract more people and they are trying to do that by uh keeping the peace and not having any sort of divisive uh, topics come up i think uh because then they think well if i can just teach kind of a generic uh, gospel where everybody uh or most people agree with me, then I'm gonna get more people in the door and I'm gonna keep more people. But if I start talking about, you know, what is the gift of tongues and is it really that thing we're hearing over there or is it something else? Or, you know, are there two kinds of tongues or one kind? And are spiritual gifts still for today? And, you know, can right. women women speak in church? And what about homosexuality? And if you start talking about all this stuff, uh, you run the risk, I guess, of uh uh, dividing and people not being happy. So I think uh, we have built a culture that's about quantifying. It's about numbers. It's about getting people in the door, and then sometimes uh, the gospel suffers as a result of that.
0: Right. Is the emphasis on a lot of the, the topical type of you know preaching? Is that is, is that been like a, a forefront to why you know that that narrative is really taking yeah. place?
1: Yeah, I think I think you got something there. I mean, you you know, people are are going to go to church and they're going to get three ways to a better marriage and five right. ways to be a better person. And there's a gospel out there of basically do more and be more and try harder. And, you know, God's in love with a future version of you that's more successful. So you need to, you know, get your rear in gear and get going and five principles and ten ways and all this stuff. And meanwhile, nobody knows what the cross means, and nobody knows what the blood of Christ means, and nobody knows what the resurrection means. And, uh, yeah, I'll give you a few examples. I mean, uh, you're sitting in church, and uh, the worship leader's strumming on his guitar, and he looks up at heaven, and he says, God, we've got wicked hearts, Lord, wicked hearts, and everybody says amen. Well, the Bible doesn't say you as a Christian have a wicked heart. You've got a new heart. You've got Christ living in your heart. Uh, But how many times have we heard, get your heart right. You need to prepare your heart for worship. You need to prepare your heart for Christmas. You need to prepare your heart for God. Your heart's not right. Well, look, your head might not be right because you might have some stinking thinking. You got your mind being renewed, but your heart is new. And that's what Jesus gave you at salvation. He gave you a new heart and a new spirit, and he put his spirit in you so you don't have a wicked heart. You've got an obedient heart, Romans 6 mm-hmm. tells us. So Christ doesn't live in dirty places. He cleaned house, and he moved in to your heart, and your heart is new, not wicked.
0: 100%. So, I mean, I think, guys, though, we want the truth. We we would rather have versus the three or five things that make it us a better day. We would— I know the guys that I talk with, at least they, they would rather have that, that hardcore truth to the way, you know, just, just, just preach the Bible. Uh, you yep. know, I'm just trying to understand why, why that's not, not the, the, the forte. I guess you're right though. It's all about the numbers and trying to grow and trying to, to feel like we need to, we don't want to offend anybody.
1: Yeah. And also I think there's a big fear among some that uh, they're going to bore people Oh, you know, you can't just go verse by verse. Oh, you can't teach the Bible like that. Cause You'll lose people. People won't be interested. It'll be boring. Well, I'm telling you, if we actually knew what was in the Bible, the Bible's very controversial. I mean, even the the worship that we're doing of the Ten Commandments these days, we put Ten Commandments on our church walls. We put Ten Commandments on our courtrooms. We talk about the Ten Commandments being the cat's meow, like it's the big deal. And really, 2 Corinthians 3 tells us you can't keep the Ten Commandments uh even Paul couldn't keep them he was uh he was ended up with coveting of every kind it says and uh second corinthians 3 says the 10 commandments is a ministry that kills it's a ministry of condemnation and death it shows you you can't keep them it shows you your need for jesus it shows you your need for grace uh the 10 commandments is what really shows an unbeliever that they need the gospel and then sure. when we get saved we're not looking to Moses. We're looking to Jesus. And he lives in us. You don't have Moses living in you. You've got Christ living in you. So we don't need to be looking at tablets of stone when we've got a new heart and we've got Christ living in us. He's our power. Jesus is our power for living and not Moses.
0: 100%. I mean, I just finished teaching on Hebrews this morning, Hebrews 3, where it talks about Moses is in the house, but Jesus built the house, guys. I mean, we have to remember this is a, a little bit different, you know, scenario there.
1: Amen. I love Hebrew. So Hebrews is my favorite book of the Bible. As you get toward the end of it, I mean, chapter six and eight and nine. Oh my goodness! You start learning about the new covenant that the old covenant is obsolete and aging and disappearing. And you know, we that's the problem today. I think we're mixing the old covenant and the new covenant together. You know, mm-hmm. we hear a sermon about uh, David. Well, you need to be like David. Well, I'm sorry, but David was living under the law and he was praying things like, uh, Holy Spirit, please don't leave me. Please don't take your spirit from me. Well, we don't have to pray that. I mean, he says he'll never leave us, never forsake us. Nobody right. can snatch us out of his hand. So we're sealed with the Holy Spirit today. We have something better than David had. And that's what Hebrews 11 says. Hebrews 11. Uh, starts listing off all the Old Testament people, and then at the end it says, God gave us something better than they ever had.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, it's just, and it's another reason, guys, you got to get into your word, because if you're not into the word yourself and studying this on your own, you're just going to miss opportunities, and people who are who said the Bible is, is boring or they, they, they can't get into it. I don't know which Bible you're reading because I, it's better than any TV show I've ever watched, period. So I uh, absolutely love it. So we, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. I find it helps me to have a guide at times when I'm reading, and studying the Bible. One way that helps me is by using devotionals to guide not only what I read, but insights into the scriptures themselves. So we were blessed to become an author on the YouVersion Bible app. And we saw an immediate opportunity to help others with devotionals around the areas that we spend the most time talking about at the land within us. So if you enjoy the show, you may enjoy these devos as well. We have some guys that are using them as part of their small groups, as well as they're a great way to get conversations going. So to see the ones that we've created, head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion, and that's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N to learn more. So that's thelionwithin.us slash uversion to get started with your own men's devotional today. So, Andrew, I'm, I'm curious, as, as we kind of we're, we're working our way through this, these, these Bible questions, that's also led you to a, a new podcast, right, that you started. Just love to hear about that, about what you're doing there.
1: Yeah. So we have a brand new podcast that's called The Heartbeat of Faith, and we did it in collaboration with Pray.com. I think we're close to five million downloads now. Just in the first two months, it's been incredible. Uh, and it basically is is a dramatic reading of the Bible. If you've ever wanted to hear the Bible in drama with uh, Hollywood actors, you know, people like James Earl Jones reading the scriptures, uh, it's really cool. And I do the teaching on it. There's music, there's sound effects. So whenever you see two brothers in conflict, one killing another or whatever, like Cain and Abel, I mean, you have a dramatic reading of that with sound effects and teaching of the word to go along with it. So the Heartbeat of Faith podcast is our new uh, resource, and we're super excited about it. It's a lot of fun.
0: It right, sounds like it. Then maybe a little less stressful, too, with versus your call-in show, right? You get time to sit down and plan this these out.
1: Yes, yes. I was doing one or two a day and as I recorded it, got to do a lot of planning. Uh, so it was fun, and it was easy.
0: Amen to that. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, I can tell. You can tell you've been doing this for fifteen years. These calling shows because nothing phases you. You just you just keep rolling right with it. That's amazing. Good stuff.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I love what I do. I I really. I mean, it's a thrill to wake up every day and and help people with the gospel. It's my favorite thing.
0: Well, I'm just curious. I mean, you got you're, you're so you wrote ten books. You're a pastor. You're XM, Now you're a podcaster. I mean, how are you balance all this stuff, Doctor Doctor Andrew?
1: Yeah. So. um I, I pick my pockets. I mean, I you know Monday typically is my day off, and uh, Sunday I just work half a day, and Saturday I've got off. So really, four and a half five days is my work week, and uh, okay. I I do work some long days. But uh, you got to remember that uh, I mean I am doing my favorite thing on the planet. I wouldn't have it any other way. I I don't plan to retire. I'll probably be doing some of this uh, when I'm seventy five and eighty years old. So. <laughs> I'm in my sweet spot and I love every minute of it.
0: Amen to that. Well, hats off to you for all the work that you're doing and everything that you're doing there. I mean, as you wrote this book, you know, so this was, this was book number 10. You know, what was maybe what was the hardest part about it? Well, what, you know, as you, was it trying to narrow it down to 101 or what was the hardest part of, of putting this together?
1: Yeah, I think actually the hardest part was saying what I wanted to say, which, you know, are some profound biblical truths. Mm -hmm. saying it in a short and easy to grasp way. So, uh, you know, I mean, just condensing every chapter, making sure I don't miss any scripture that people would need uh, to really understand the issue. Because there's a a lot in this book. I mean, this book is not your run-of-the-mill, you know, Christian, Christian Christianese, Christian jargon type thing. I'm actually saying there's a whole lot of stuff in the Bible belt that's not actually in the Bible. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we got a bunch of stuff or a bunch of religious stuff uh, that's out there and the average Christian might think it's true when really it's not. I'll give you a great example. So uh, how about uh, die to self? We hear this phrase all the time. You need to die to self, die to self, die to self. Well, you know, that phrase never appears anywhere in the Bible. In fact, the closest thing we have to it is Romans six? It says at salvation, your old self died. So that's already happened. You you became the new self. You're born again. So I get. I guess I would ask everybody that's been teaching die to self. Hey, if I'm born again, why would I want to kill that? If I'm right. born again, if I'm the new self, then why would I want to kill what God has called new? Uh, you don't try to die to self when your old self already died. And now you're a new creation. So we need to be counting ourselves alive to God uh, rather than this morbid. I'm telling you, it's morbid and it's gross and it's not the truth. We got people trying to spiritually get rid of themselves and kill themselves when God's saying, no, you're my child. You're holy and righteous and blameless. Yeah, you got a war with sin, but you're not sin. You're my kid. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you got a war with the world, but you're not the world. You're my child. And yes, there's the flesh. You know, you got stinking thinking, old ways of thinking, but that's not your identity. That's not who you are. You're a child of God. You're holy and righteous and blameless. So don't try to die to self. Be yourself. You're the new self. uh, So count yourself alive to God.
0: I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm curious, what advice do you give guys out there if if they're wanting to plug into a church and start, you know, uh, really getting to get engaged. What should they be looking for? I mean, obviously we want, you know, Bible preaching, gospel, gospel center type of churches, but are there yeah. any flags or any, anything out there that you would just caution guys if they're, if they're headed to a new church to, to, to you know, check it out, be looking for? Yeah.
1: Them? I mean, you know, take a, take a little, uh, take your phone out or take a little notepad to the church and then just put a little hash mark every time they talk about Jesus. And if you leave okay. and there's no hash marks uh, on your page, you got a problem. Uh, If you're going to hear week after week something, and there's no mention of Jesus and no mention of the gospel and no mention of the cross and no mention of the resurrection and no mention of righteousness and the the focus of the whole New Testament, then you got a problem. I mean, if you're going to be in church and just hear a bunch of three steps and 10 ways and five principles to a better this and a better you, uh, that's not not really what's going to work long term. So we got to be hearing a Jesus-centered message. You know, we've got uh, home churches all over the world. Our our church is called thegracechurch.org. So some people are in remote areas. They can't find a good church. They're looking to connect. Uh, I would just encourage you, look us up. We're called the Grace Church, and I'm Andrew Farley. You can find us on YouTube or Facebook every Sunday morning. Uh, some people... You know, they, they invite 10 friends over. They have half a dozen people in their living room. They crack open the word of God. They can do it any day of the week. Uh, there's no rule that says it has to be on Sunday. Uh, right. Jesus, Jesus says where two or more are gathered, uh, there he is with us and in us and among us. So uh, we don't have to put church in a box. Uh, you could have 6,000 or you could have six. And uh, where where the word is being taught and Jesus is being lifted up, uh, that's what it's all about.
0: 100%. Absolutely love it. Well, before we let you go, I'd love to play a quick lightning round. We do this with all our guests. It's just a fun way to wrap up our podcast. So if you're willing to play, we'll jump right in.
1: Sure. Go for it.
0: All right. Well, you kind of let off at the beginning. So we'll, we'll we'll take snowboarding off the table. So outside of snowboarding, what's your favorite hobby?
1: 100%. I love golf. I'm a big golfer. I I like to play once a week if I can. My wife and I will play nine holes together. Uh, So I'm all about golf, and I love uh, trying all the new stuff that comes out, technology and golf technology and just playing it, getting out and playing.
0: The game has really changed, hasn't it? The advancement of technology has really changed the way people approach approach those 18 holes.
1: Yeah, and they actually announced, I think, in the last couple days, they made an announcement they're going to roll back the golf ball to a former – uh, type of ball that doesn't go as far. Apparently, they were worried the golf ball was getting to be uh, too good. So I find that interesting.
0: <laughs> I guess that's a good problem to have if you guys are out there on the links. So curious, what, for, for you out of Texas, what's your favorite food?
1: Oh, I never, never dislike pizza. Any kind of pizza, deep dish pizza, thin right. crust pizza, any pizza, I'll, I'm in.
0: All the way. All about pizza. Absolutely love it. So what about favorite movie all time?
1: Uh, favorite movie. Boy, that's tough. Uh, so I love spy movies, anything spy. So I love all the Mission Impossible series. Right. I love James Bond movies. I love, you know, there's a a, a bunch of uh, spy series out of Britain that are, uh, I, I love British spy shows and uh, series. So anything that has to do with espionage, man, I'm in.
0: All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm curious for you, with all the questions that you ask, that you answer rather, what is your favorite thing about God specifically?
1: Yeah. So my favorite thing to encourage others in and to really just reflect on is how God has got us covered from every angle. I mean, people ask, number one question is, can I lose my salvation? And then that's quickly followed by, What if I mess up? What if I do the same thing over and over? What if I continue to struggle? What if I have a big sin? What if I, you know, and they imagine a scenario where God just washes his hands and says, I'm done with you. Well, I love the fact that God tells us very clearly, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Nobody can snatch you out of my hand. Even when you are faithless, I remain faithful. Nothing separates you from the love of Jesus Christ there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So God's got this. Uh, Even the book of Hebrews, my favorite, I know you're studying it right now. The book of Hebrews says, by two unchangeable things, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. So the two unchangeable things are God on one side and God on the other. And these two unchangeable things make this a rock solid anchor for our soul he will never leave you and you'll be saved forever because he's the one that keeps us
0: 100%. 100%. Now, let's flip it 180. What's your least favorite thing about Satan?
1: Oh, uh the lies, the lies, all of the deceit, uh just the way that he will take an ounce of truth and then twist it. I mean, probably half of what I do on radio is somebody who's read a verse out of context, and the enemy has gotten a hold of them, and they are living in fear about it. They're living in worry and doubt about it, and it's Mm -hmm. because they don't have context, and the enemy just takes that and runs with it. So there's a lot of people who think they're experts in a topic, and they end up really accidentally living in fear and deceiving other people too.
0: 100%. 100%. Now, for for as you think about the last twelve months, the last year of your life, what did you spend too much time doing?
1: <laughs> well, I had some health problems, so I uh, probably spent too much time uh, in the hospital getting scans and making sure. So, I had a uh, uh, a hernia situation that was causing all kinds of uh, acid and difficulty in yeah. my digestive system and all that. So boy if that uh, if that hadn't happened I'd be a lot in a lot better shape but a physical ailment that's part of this planet and that's what hit me this year
0: all right well def- we're praying that that you're feeling better next year is gonna be you know, you'll steer clear of those hospitals So there you go Thank you, so, my friend Thanks. so last two questions for you we, we always try to share a good tip or a habit for our listeners particularly around leadership but it just could just be anything in general so have you you have something that you do daily or something that you want to start doing that that's just brought value to your life? This, and this doesn't have to be scriptural, but it, it could be faith-based, but we just always like to share ideas on how to just be better men.
1: Yeah, so I believe that you're going to live like whoever you think you are. You're going to live out whoever you believe you are. So uh, if you believe you're a dirty, rotten sinner, you're going to live that way. If you, if you believe you're a holy, righteous saint, you're going to live that way. So I would, I would encourage people, uh, maybe download an identity in Christ list, uh, you know, get every Bible verse in the New Testament that talks about your identity in Christ, print it off, and then once a day, look at one of those. And I'm telling you, if you say today, I'm going to focus on the fact that the scripture says, I'm the righteousness of God. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to focus on I'm a saint. That means I'm a holy one. Uh, The next day, I'm going to focus on I'm a partaker of God's divine nature. Wow, he lives in me. Uh, You know, the next day, I'm going to focus on I am totally forgiven, past, present and future. You know, and as you start to just put one scriptural thought in your head about who you are, oh my goodness, you have a foundation. Like you won't believe it! It'll radically transform your life.
0: Love it, love it. And then our last question of our lightning round, you know, Andrew is: What is one thing that you hope the listeners out there remember the most from our conversation today?
1: Well, just remember, there's way more. I mean, I would say if you if you liked our conversation, you want to dig a little deeper, uh, go kick our tires, check us out at andrewfarley.org. Uh, you can go to andrewfarley.org and uh, we've got thousands of free resources there. We want to encourage you in the love and grace of God. And, and we want you to know what it means to be in the family and living under his grace. And then the second thing, I'll leave you with this. This is a brand new thing we just developed and uh, we're pretty excited about it. You can go to biblequestions.com and get an answer to any Bible question in 10 seconds or less. Uh, We have programmed it. It works in 95 languages. Uh, So we got people in China, people in the Middle East, people from all over, of course, people from the U.S. and English as well. Uh, But you can ask any question, uh, any Bible question, and get an answer in 10 seconds or less at BibleQuestions.com.
0: Oh, my gracious, what an incredible resource. Are there any other places you'd like to send people to connect with you or, or your church to just to make sure you have plenty of places for them to know where to, to connect?
1: Yeah, so number one is, is andrewfarley.org, uh, yep. number two, biblequestions.com, and then if you want to go straight to the church site, you can go to thegracechurch.org. Make sure you put the in there. It's thegracechurch.org.
0: Okay. Was there anything else you'd like to share with us today, Andrew? It's been—I've really enjoyed this conversation.
1: Well, I just want to thank you. Uh, You're a terrific host, and you do a great job of uh, asking amazing questions, and um, and I, I've had a blast. So, thank you.
0: Yes, sir. Well, it's been an honor. I hope you have a great day, sir. You too. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that one. I know there's lots of questions. You may be wondering, okay, Chris, so what type of questions does he ask? Well, you got to go get the book, fellas. I'm telling you. This book, he talks about salvation, security, forgiveness, fear, freedom, new identity, temptation, relationships, the spirit. And then he gets into marriage, sex, and gender. Yep, that he went there in true and false beliefs. I'm telling you, fellas, this is one. He, I love the structure again. You got it set up with a little short narrative. Then you have a deeper, if you want to drop the plow and go deeper yourself. Then he even has questions at the end if you want to make this a conversation. So this book, a great way to re- just really plug in. It's gospel centered. It's definitely, it's, it's it's biblically sound. The doctrine is solid, as you can hear from Dr. Farley. There's nothing flawed here, right? There's no prosperity gospel message that you're going to find in this. It's just basic truth. So I highly encourage you guys to check it out. I personally have not checked out this podcast yet. I'll be checking that out, trying to see some of those resources, but would love to know if you are a listener of it. Let me, let us know. Let us know what what you think about it. If you enjoyed it. Okay. And the question I want you to think about is kind of going into the end of this, this episode here is what questions about the Bible are you afraid to ask? Because if you're afraid to ask it, others are probably afraid to ask it too. But I'm telling you, it may be one of the 101 questions that he answered here. So do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, if you want to again, go to that BibleQuestions.com, like he said, and throw it in there. You, you, You can do that with, with, just being anonymous. You don't have to worry about, you know, putting throwing a question out in a Sunday school setting or something like that. You can just throw that out. But, you know, check those resources out, fellas. And that's what it's all about. So hopefully you enjoyed this conversation. I thoroughly did. This was one that was, uh, I didn't really know a lot going into it. They sent me this book. It was great to, to get that and read it. But, uh, it was just it, sometimes you're you're pleasantly surprised that this definitely was one where it was just like, wow, this is just a really fun conversation. So thank you guys for checking it out. Come back on Friday. Got a lot of tips I put together for you guys uh, so, Some some references as well. You know what the book of the week is going to be. So that's a spoiler alert. And we have a couple of dad jokes, so you don't want to miss any of that stuff. Okay, guys? So, again, thelionwithin.us. That's thelionwithin.us is a great way to connect with us. Okay, that's that's how you get, get it going out there and connect with us there. Uh, We have our community. We have our Summit Leadership Development. We have 30 Days to Unleash Your Line Within that we give you guys for free. We have Bible verses. We have all sorts of ways we try to encourage and help others. We have over a dozen now of our version devotionals. So guys, check us out. I mean, we're have we putting a ton of effort in, day in and day out, to give you the resources, to help you lean in, to help you grow, to be the leader God intends you to be. So fellas, you can do this. Don't believe any of the lines of the evil one. Thank you guys for, for listening to this one. If this encouraged you, if this answered some of your questions, share it out with other people. I'm telling you, this is this is how podcasts grow. You just you share it out with others. At least that's how we're growing ours. We're not uh, really doing a lot of other things other than just doing what God has called us to do, and we encourage you guys to do the same. So share this out with other folks. Give us a little rating review. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, keep unleashing the lion within. <laughs>